Now, there are many, many reasons why women choose to freeze their eggs, but for those who consider it but then abandon the idea, the real reason or the big reason is frankly, money. It's expensive, and that's because the procedure isn't generally covered by Medicare and can cost up to $10,000 per cycle. Well, as the New South Wales government approaches a state election, it's promising a $2,000 rebate. Professor William Ledger is the head of obstetrics and gynaecology at the University of New South Wales. Professor, we can't ignore the fact that this has been dropped as the state gets into election mode, but how significant is this announcement? Will it change things dramatically for women in the state of New South Wales? Mm, yes, sure. It's an interesting timing, isn't it? Uh, well, it will, because it will make the opportunity to do egg freezing more accessible to more women in New South Wales. Uh, I was looking at the figures, and in 2020, over a 1,000 women in this state followed that pathway. It's one of the most rapidly growing areas in reproductive medicine in Australia, and so it will improve accessibility for a large number of people. So putting aside my cynicism around getting the female vote in the state of New South Wales, uh, the amount of money set aside to support the government rebate program will cover the cost of about 12,000 IVF cycles, uh, I think you said. Given the demand you see, is this going to be enough, do you think? I mean, we see the demand going up day after day. Sure. Well, to be clear, the, the Liberal government have already given money to support 12,000 IVF cycles for couples. So the $2,000 rebate is already available to couples who are going through the process. Today, they've announced extending it to women who are freezing eggs on their own. There's already not enough money in that pot to cover the three-year duration of the scheme that was existing before. So unless more money is put in, it's actually going to run out well before the three-year limit is reached. So one of the, the detailed questions that we haven't yet heard from Matt Keane is whether there's going to be extra money to allow it to work fully over that three-year period. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the freezing of eggs for some women is about a peace of mind. You never know what is going to happen in your life, both your private life or in your health. How many women actually go on to use these eggs successfully to, to use them in IVF? Sure. So we freeze eggs for two reasons. We have a big practice looking after young women with cancer where the chemotherapy is going to destroy their egg reserve. And we get one go round. We have one cycle. We can freeze eggs for youngsters in their teens and 20s. And then when they're hopefully cured of the cancer, they come back later many years and can have a child. But now we're talking about women who are worrying about getting older Often they don't have a partner, they get to their mid-30s and they know that egg quality will fall once they hit their mid-30s and beyond. So they freeze eggs, but only about 15% will ever come back and use them. They might meet someone and have a child naturally before they're too much older. They might decide not to have children at all and discard the eggs, etc. So it is quite a lot of money invested to freeze eggs when we know that only a minority are ever going to take up the need to make a baby from them. And particularly given the enormous pressure on our health system in, in other areas, I mean, egg freezing is often depicted as a sort of empowering option for women, uh, but it isn't a guarantee of a baby down the track. What are the current stats around successful births resulting from a frozen egg? Sure. I mean, I think that's the other very important question, because if we freeze eggs for younger women, those in their 20s and early 30s, if we can get a reasonable number of eggs frozen somewhere between 12 and 15 eggs, there's a chance better than 50%. They'll have at least one child from that. So it makes it realistic. 
What we don't know is whether the current funding that's been suggested will have an age cutoff, because if we freeze eggs for someone age 40, for example, she has less than a 5% lifetime chance of having a baby from 12 eggs. And so really, if the scheme has got to be cost effective, there should be some mention of an age cutoff for eligibility for this. I think we've heard women loud and clear they don't want the state involved in their own choices. But uh, obviously this is designed for a supportive role. Are you concerned that these rebates could be giving some women false hope? Well, people are always welcome to spend their own hard-earned cash on following a, a health treatment that they wish. And so someone who's older who hears the statistics loud and clear, and we try very hard to get them across... She's welcome to spend her own money to do an egg freeze, even if the chances of having a child are not great. The question is, what should taxpayer money be used for? And I think you're right. There's a point at which you begin to question whether, given the pressure on the health system, some of that money might be better spent elsewhere. And it's something I would endorse. We'll have to leave it there. Professor William Ledger is the head of the Discipline of Obstetrics and Gynaecology at the School of Women's and Children's Health at the University of New South Wales. Thanks for your time this afternoon. No worries. Thank you. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.